Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Welcome to the Geeky Retro Nerds Show podcast. My name is Adam and I am a Geeky Retro Nerd. Happy October the 21st, everybody. It's Back to the Future Day. Hooray! Uh, yes, I know it was 2015 that Dr. Marty travelled to and it is now 2018, but I don't care. Today, October the 21st, shall forever be known as Back to the Future Day. Um, and what better way to celebrate than talk about uh, Back to the Future Part 2. Now, Back to the Future Part 2 is one of my favourite movies and it will have one of its own uh, proper episodes. But for today, I wanted to talk about some of the fantastic Easter eggs that are in the movie. So, as always, only got 15 minutes an episode, got loads to get through, so let's get cracking. So the first Easter egg I want to talk about comes quite early in the film after Doc Marty and Jennifer have travelled uh, to the future, to the year 2015. And Marty is let loose in Hill Valley on his own. And he's walking through Hill Valley, and he walks past the cinema, and there is a sign for Jaws 19. <laughs> now, it's, it's a funny notion that the filmmakers... Um, and I know it's a joke, and, and obviously it's a dig at Steven Spielberg, who directed uh, Jaws. But the notion that there would be another... Because at, at this point, it's 1989 that this movie come out. So at this point, there's already been four Jaws movies. Um, so the filmmakers <laughs> thinking that there'd be another 15 Jaws movies come 2015 is, is hilarious. And it's a great scene, isn't it, where Marty's sort of looking up and that fantastic hologram of the shark comes down as if it's going to bite him. 
and that in itself is interesting as well you know that they thought the future of cinematic advertising was going to be in holograms uh, sadly we haven't got that i hope it does come at some point but we haven't got it yet um and the, the shark comes down it goes to bite marty and, and marty has a fantastic line he says shark still looks fake uh, it's absolutely brilliant and the tagline for the movie is um this time it's really really personal <laughs> Um, and, and for the eagle-eyed amongst you, you'll notice that on the billboard for it, on the hill, on the hollow Max, it says that it's directed by Max Spielberg. Max Spielberg is actually Steven Spielberg's first son, and Max was born in 1985, the same year the original Back to the Future came out. So that's Easter egg number one. The second Easter egg is um, the Goldie Wilson legacy um, in this movie. So we first met, of course, Goldie Wilson in 1955 when he was working at Lou's Cafe. And while he's talking to the young George McFly, Goldie Wilson says that someday he's going to be somebody. And that comment sparked a reaction from Marty McFly, who straight away recognised him and told him that he'd eventually become mayor. And... Um, Goldie Wilson says, now that's a great idea. Um, and then fast forward to 1985, and of course we do see posters for um, Mayor Goldie Wilson's re-election campaign. In Back to the Future 2, those government aspirations are obviously still running into the family because when Doc and Marty and Jennifer go to the future right at the start of the movie. They're in the flying DeLorean, and um, Doc Brown says, here's our stop, and they pull off to go into Hill Valley, and there's that floating Hill Valley sign, and it says on it that uh, Goldie's son, Goldie Wilson II, Goldie Wilson Jr., is the mayor of Hill Valley. And also, after the scene with the shark... Um, Marty sees a huge holographic sign. Again, they were, they were big on holograms <laughs> in 2015. The the holographic sign for Goldie Wilson the third, and he's watching the hollow billboard. And Goldie, Wil Goldie Wilson the third is advertising hover conversions through his own company, Goldie Wilson Hover Conversion Systems. So the Wilson family uh, still has a huge connection to Hill, Vam uh, Hill Valley in 2015 and that Goldie Wilson legacy continues which is great the next easter egg just a quick one this one and um, when Marty's in cafe 80s obviously cafe that all that wasn't always cafe 80s in in the first movie at the start when Marty's on his um skateboard hanging on the back of the car he goes past that sort of area and he's waving to um, all the women doing the aerobics in there. Um, it, that's because it's Lou's Aerobic Fitness Centre in 1985. In 2015, it's Cafe 80s. And you may notice that there is two people, um, two ladies um, in spandex on, um, what do you call them, exercise bikes in Cafe 80s. And Griff actually speaks to them when Marty and Griff have the, have the scuffle, he tells them to keep pedalling. So that's a little nod to the fact that the the area where Cafe 80s is used to be Lou's Aerobic Fitness Centre in the original movie. And while we're talking about Cafe 80s, 
Um, one of the scenes in there, you'll notice that there's two boys sort of messing about in the background with a, an arcade machine trying to get it work there to work. And when they eventually get it working and fire it up, it's Wild Gunman. And Marty hears this <clears throat> and goes over because um, he wants a shot of it. Um, and the, the two kids are sort of watching him. One of the kids is uh, Elijah Wood, who, of course, was Frodo in Battle of the, um, in Battle of the Future, in Lord of the Rings. Now, I don't know if we can call that an Easter egg because Elijah Wood wasn't famous then, but, you know, interesting nonetheless. And and when Marty's playing Wild Gunman, you know, he uses his hand to, to fire the gun, and the kid says, um, oh, so you've got to use your hands, that's like a baby's toy, and then he just buggers off. Um, that, that Wild Gunman, actually, Nintendo never released uh, an arcade version of Wild Gunman. It had to be custom-made, which is great. Um, but what's even more interesting is that this sort of scene is a clever bit of foreshadowing from Back to the Future 3, when Marty goes to the Wild West, and um, there's a scene where he's using the gun, and it's sort of like a, a Wild West version of an arcade machine, where he's firing the little pop-up targets. So it's a clever, it's a clever bit of foreshadowing that bit. Now this next one's interesting, and I didn't know this actually until I started looking at these Easter eggs for Back to the Future Part Two. Now the character. Terry in Back to the Future Part 2. Do you know who Terry is? Terry's the guy who approaches Marty on the street in, in Hill Valley for donations to preserve the clock tower. And what makes me laugh about this bit is, uh, obviously in the original movie, the lady who's shaking the tin, collecting for the clock tower, you know, she gets a quarter. Terry's asking for, I think it's like $100. <laughs> so... I think what they're trying to say is that $100 in 2015 was small change. Uh, but anyway, he's he's collecting still to repair the clock tower. And it's Terry who gives Marty the idea of purchasing the Grey Sports Almanac. And um, when he makes a comment about wishing he could go back in time to bet on the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series. Now, while we're talking about the Chicago Cubs, they were so close, weren't they? They were so close to getting this right about the Cubs winning the World Series. I think it was the year after, 2016, that the Cubs actually won the World Series. So they were, they were a year out. They were so close. Uh, but anyway, it was, it was you know, they have a conversation about this. And Marty is shocked to see that the Cubs have won a World Series. And um, this guy, Terry, gives him the idea of buying the Grey Sports Almanac. Um. Now, later on in the movie, when we go back to 1955, we do see Terry again. Do you know who he is? It's the guy who is fixing Biff's car at the Western Auto Store after he's been hit by the manure truck. I'll hold my hands up and say, I never realised this. I never noticed. Um, the other thing I didn't know is that the actor who plays Terry is a guy called um, Charles Fleischer or Fleischer. Um, he's better known as the voice of Roger Rabbit in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which, which of course also starred Christopher Lloyd and was also directed by Robert Zemeckis. So there you go. I didn't know that. And while we're talking about the Grey's 
uh, Sports Almanac. The antique store where Marty buys it from is, a, is actually a treasure trove of Easter eggs in itself. So you know when Marty goes to the antique store and he's standing looking in the window, there's loads of stuff in there. So when you watch it again, have a look and see if you can spot uh, these things. So among the many fun finds is a guest denim jacket with an Art in Revolution button, which is the exact same jacket that Marty wears in the first film. There is a VHS of Jaws. Again, as already mentioned, the executive producer, um, Steven Spielberg, directed Jaws. There's a JVC camcorder, which is the same model used by Marty in the first um, film when Marty's recording or documenting Doc's time travel experiment. There is also a stuffed Who Framed Roger Rabbit doll, which, of course, is referenced to the fact that um, Robert Zemeckis was a director of Roger Rabbit and Christopher Lloyd was in the movie. The next one's another quick one. You know when Marty goes to um, tell Griff that he doesn't want any part of the the um, deal that's going down and then it all kicks off and he goes off on his hoverboard and they chase him and they crash and it, and it, and it alters the timeline. That's Marty's job done. Um when he goes back to meet the Doc, and when the Doc uh, returns to meet him, when he's in the DeLorean and he parks up, you know, when, when um, old Biff notices that there's two Martys, um, and he sort of says that he hasn't seen a flying DeLorean for a long time, well, you'll notice that Doc is wearing uh, a shirt that is emblazoned with uh, a train pattern on it. That's a bit of a nod to the third film, where, of course, they use... Uh, the the train to 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 push the DeLorean um, to eighty eight miles per hour to get them back to nineteen eighty five. Also, something I didn't realize uh, or never noticed is that in the third movie, when when they hijack the the train and they're wearing the neckerchiefs over their faces, Doc's neckerchief is made from that shirt with the with the trains on them. So that was something else I didn't know. So there you go. Every day is a school day. This next one's another quick one as well. Um, you know when um, Doc and Marty return to 1985 and all hell's broken loose. Biff is king of the world and um, Marty discovers that he, his dad, George McFly, is dead. And Marty and Doc... Um, are trying to work out what what exactly happened to create this alternative reality in 1985. Um, Doc Brown holds up a newspaper that says Emmett Brown uh, committed, and there's a there's a there's a picture of him being taken away in a white jacket. Um, if you notice to the right hand side of that photograph, there's a there's a, a small headline that says Nixon to seek fifth term. So thanks to thanks to Biff Tannen's help in the alternative nineteen eighty five, um, President Nixon was seeking a fifth term as president, which means the Watergate scandal never even happened. So I hope you enjoyed those Easter eggs. A couple of those I didn't even realise. Um, I, I didn't know. Um, thanks for listening. I'll speak to you again soon. Thanks very much.
holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. The custom of bumping glasses with the cheers came from old Rome. When in Rome, cheers! A pork crown roast with cranberry stuffing deserves a ripe, fruit-forward Cabernet from Paso Robles. Let me help you find the perfect bottle. Looking for the right wine for a meaningful gift? Consider me your wine concierge. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Napa know-how. Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil and a platinum filter is just $23.98. That's a great deal for a great oil, which is another reason why this is the most wonderful time of the year. That's Napa full synthetic oil and a platinum filter for $23.98. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. While supplies last, offer ends 12 15, 19.